just go right down the line. All right. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Matthew Tambara, uh, and this is my testimony. Uh, so I was born and raised in a Christian household, and I've attended church for as long as I can remember. Every Friday night, my parents would drop me off at youth group for a night of fun games, good snacks, friends, and you know, sometimes we'd even study the Bible. Uh, now, I'm sure that in reality, my youth leaders were very good at making sure we had plenty of exposure to the Word. Uh, but to me, Friday night fellowships were for being with friends and learning interesting tidbits about the Bible, you know, just pieces of knowledge to be filed away for the next time we played a Bible trivia game. Uh, I was very good at absorbing knowledge from the scriptures, but not at learning the truth. Uh, that's not to say that I had completely missed the point, though. Uh, the examples of love that my youth leaders and fellow youth showed me were instrumental in making me believe everything the Bible said about sacrifice and true fellowship. Uh, I just hadn't yet connected how words in a book could truly lead to a transformed life. Uh, not until the summer after my senior year of high school. I had signed up to go on a short-term mission trip to Japan with my church, and due to some weird team dynamics and some other things that I won't go into here, uh, I felt very alone and very isolated. I remember hurting and thinking that, well, if I'm here serving the Lord, why isn't he here for me? Uh, one night as I was wrestling with these thoughts, I distinctly remember hearing, I am here, ask for me. I remembered all the times in the Bible where Jesus says to ask and we will receive, so I figured I might as well try. And so I asked God for help. I immediately felt a sense of peace. Over the rest of the trip, things slowly started getting better. Not everything was resolved, but enough that I still had a good time, and more importantly, that I realized that God had answered my prayer. As soon as I got back from Japan, I started college and immediately started seeking Christian community mostly because I was hoping to find that same type of social club that I had experienced growing up, uh, but also because I had a taste of God moving in my life and wanted to see more of it. I ended up joining InterVarsity Christian Fellowship and grew significantly over the next three years. I built strong, God-centered friendships and learned so much about how to actually study the Bible and not just gloss over the words. More than that, though, I experienced more of God's movement in my life and stepped through stepped into that through leading small groups and mentoring and being mentored. So, you know, everything's great, right? Well, senior year of college, I got busy and stepped away from being involved in InterVarsity and eventually from Christian community in general. But, you know, it was okay. I used to be a leader in my community and had ground so much over the past three years, so I'd be fine on my own, right? Uh, no, that was wrong. Uh, that was nothing but pride, and I was too foolish to realize just how bad going solo was, uh, and it was bad. After I graduated, I floated around between churches, never really getting involved more than I had to, and never really seeking new community. At one of those churches, I met a girl, and we started dating. Looking back, there are plenty of warning signs that she wasn't good for me, but I ignored them because I was dumb and in love, and, <laughs> and she filled a hole that was growing in me while I was away from community. And it was the kind of hole that should only be filled by God and by godly community. I thought that we were growing together in Christ and that she was good for me, but really she was anything but that. 
Uh, looking back, I recognize that she was actively pointing me away from Christ and pulling me away from the church and showing me how to love the world instead. It was bad. But luckily, God pulled me back. I distinctly remember one night, God showing me the trajectory of my life and asking if I was truly happy with how things were and where they were going. I had ignored God for so long that I didn't recognize it at first, but eventually I realized what was happening. God was giving me a choice, to continue walking away from him or to come back home. By his grace, I was able to break up with my girlfriend and started earnestly seeking him again. By his grace, uh, I found West Covina, and I have been so blessed by this community. Uh, I've built strong, God-centered friendships again and have learned so much about God's tangible love in my life and how he's been working in me. A big part of what God has been showing me this season is the importance of community and of being part of a church body. I can feel that God is asking me to commit to being here and serving this community by becoming a member. I'm excited for what he has in store for me next, and I look forward to exploring that all with you. Thank you. To me, life before I accepted Jesus Christ was that I would attend church regularly as far back as I could remember, and but I would just cry or play with the toys when I was in the younger classes. And when I moved up to the older classes, I had preferred not to answer the questions and just play like four corners, stuff like that. And I would always pray, but church felt like just another day of school to me and I could sort of understand why we had to stop playing video games and come to church, but I felt as though something was missing. To me, it was in Uncle Rodney's class when I had accepted God and really started to understand what the Bible and God meant in my life. He helped me to pray more and made church easier and funner. And he would let us read two verses of the Bible and answer questions and memorize verses. And if we did it all correctly, we would get candy and I would go for the nerds, and um, everyone's hand would sh uh, sh had shot up in the air to attempt the to answer. And um, the memory verses were my favorite part, mainly because you would get really big candy, and especially the memory verses of uh, that we would do after we would pray. And to me, the way I see my life with God today is that I feel more connected to him. And I like to pray not just when I need him to help me, like for a math test or if something's going on in the family, but to thank him for the day and the things that happened. And I try to give tithe as often as I can. And I like to read the Bible, usually before I go to bed. And I now think of church of a place as not to go instead of play video games but as a place where I can connect to God and learn more about his stories and teachings throughout the Bible. Good morning. Uh, my name is Brianna Ito, and I'll be sharing my testimony as well. Um, I was blessed to be born and raised in a Christian home, but although God met me early, our relationship has grown in seasons, and I trust will continue by his grace. I remember first taking communion with my mother when I was four, acknowledging that Jesus saved me, 
And I have believed in God for as long as I can remember. When I was afraid as a child, I would pray to him. I participated in Awana, learned scripture verses, and sang praise songs. On the outside, I was a good little Christian pastor's kid who tried to be perfect because I thought perfection was what God expected of me. But in my heart, while I knew that Jesus had died for my sins and gave me hope for heaven, I saw forgiveness as just a second chance to do better to gain God's approval. When I was seven, my dad started a church, a house church, and I learned that ministry comes in many forms, from singing to cleaning to construction work. In high school, I became more aware that I was not in control of my circumstances, but the resulting stress eventually brought me to a greater trust in God's sovereignty. All in all, I still thought I was a pretty good Christian. I was active in my church, working hard in school, and loving my friends and family. In addition, I thought I had found my calling, nursing. The first year of nursing school challenged me beyond what I thought was possible. I was immersed in a new culture and circumstances that were once again beyond my control. Eventually, from all of this, I was reassured of the faithfulness of God. Living away from my family for the first time also actualized my personal relationship with God. God was no longer just the almighty creator who was worthy of praise. He was the one thing that stayed the same at home or at school. He was my comfort because he was faithful to his daughter. In my second year of nursing school, my head knowledge about Jesus became heart knowledge. My self-image was shattered when I crashed into another car on the freeway. And growing up, I knew I sinned, but I was able to justify them away as innocent mistakes from not knowing better. However, crashing into this car was public, blatant proof that I was not perfect and that I made poor judgments even with the necessary knowledge. I had no excuse. And my identity of being the almost perfect Christian girl vanished. And this is when Jesus and his work on the cross became real in a whole new way for me. I had heard before that when you understand your sin, you understand how precious and truly awesome the gospel is. And the car crash wasn't the biggest sin by any means, but drawing my core identity from my own abilities was. But even still, Jesus' redemption covers all. And I learned to place my identity in his finished work on the cross. So now as a working nurse, I strive to cherish Jesus Christ a little bit more every day. I have experienced feeling utterly alone, followed by the peace that comes from his promise of constant presence. And I've also known anguish from my errors, multiplied by the fact that I cannot do anything to fix what I've done, and the lifetime or more of punishment that I deserve each time was taken by Jesus for me. And I cannot do anything to contribute to his payment, which wounds my pride, but is truly to the praise of God, because anything I could do would only detract from it. And so all I can do is express thanks and love through obedience and to rest in the perfect sacrifice of Christ. Thank you. Uh, good morning. My name is Kylie Minakawa, and this is my testimony. 
Uh, I grew up in a Christian household and did pretty much all of your normal Christian kids stuff. We prayed before meals and before bed, and we went to church most Sundays. Um, I was able to accept Jesus into my life at the age of six through the help of uh, my family. At the age of six, I also began doing some extracurricular activities. That was when I started doing sports and I began doing figure skating. Unfortunately, what came with figure skating and becoming more competitive was uh, putting more of a time commitment into skating and competitions and practice would sometimes interfere with church and slowly my family stopped going to church for a while. In fourth grade, however, my mom met a friend who invited us to her church. Uh, this church was called Orchard Valley Christian Church and this was the first place that really felt like my church community. The church we had gone to growing up, uh, I was much younger and I made all of my friends just through my parents and whoever um, their friends' kids were, but this place was the place that I had really made my own friends and made my own community and wanted to be there. I attended youth group as soon as I got into sixth grade and I slowly began getting more involved in the church. I helped out with VBS and was a small, a small group leader for some of the meetings for youth groups. I also got baptized at this church in my sophomore year of high school. Uh, for me, that was a public declaration of my faith and a sign that I would spend the rest of my life striving to grow closer in my relationship with God. Soon after I got baptized at Orchard Valley, however, uh, my mom decided that we were going to switch churches to Santa Clara Valley Japanese Christian Church, which is a sister church to West Covina. This, however, was one of the hardest seasons of my life. I did not want to move churches because all of my friends were at Orchard Valley. I didn't know anyone at Santa Clara, and um, I was a huge introvert and very shy, and I did not want to get to know anyone. It was uncomfortable, um, and I fought with my mom very hard on this. Uh, I also was kind of angry at God. I had felt like um, I had really been striving to do good work in Orchard Valley, and I was being involved, and I was really growing in my faith, and I was taking my faith, um, for that time at least, as seriously as I could, and I felt like I was being punished in a way by being pulled away from everything that I felt comfortable with and everything that I knew. Um, however, God continued to work even in the uncomfortableness of moving to a new church uh, and in fighting with my mom. Because if I didn't go to Santa Clara, I probably wouldn't be here today. Uh, I met a guy named Daniel who came to this church while he was at school, and we went to school together uh, at APU. But the only reason that I came here was because he introduced me to who would be my future roommate, um, Layla Tullock. And she was also coming to this church while she was in college. Uh, and if she hadn't invited me to this church, I might not have even known that it existed. <laughs> uh, but she invited me, and I began, caming, began coming a few times during my sophomore year. Um, but I didn't quite feel like this was the church for me, and I gave up church searching because I felt like I could be a Christian on my own through just reading the Bible and uh, praying, and I didn't realize how important it was to be in community. Uh, however, coming to West Covina, I really learned what community means, um, to be in community with each other, uh, both people my age, but also people who are both younger and older than me. I've learned a lot through helping out in the youth group and in children's ministry, um, but also through talking to people who are older and wiser than me who can teach. Um, going back to my high school years, uh, in senior year of high school, I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder. 
this was also a really hard time for me because it really impacted school and uh, just how I functioned. I ended up failing most of my classes in senior year. Uh, I stopped showing up to school for about two weeks, and that was when my parents realized that something was wrong. Um, I was able, luckily, to have the facilities to go and meet with a psychologist who was able to help me work through these things in my school was really great in being flexible and helping to make sure that I was still able to graduate on time. Um, and even though I felt like, again, God was punishing me, um, because I had felt like, what could I have possibly done in this life to deserve going through depression, something that would make me uh, just feel like I couldn't function through life. Um, I learned later on that God would continue working through my depression. I've been able to connect to people who go through the same, thing, same things that I do, um, been able to mentor some younger kids who have expressed to me that they are going through the same things, and I've also connected with people who... Um, can sympathize with what I'm going through and that I can uh, understand what they're going through as well. So even though my life has been far from perfect, I still see how God uses each and every one of my gifts and talents, as well as my struggles and deficiencies to further his kingdom and grow me more as a friend, sister, and daughter in Christ. Thank you. Hello. Hi. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm a little nervous. It's a little cold in here. Uh, my name is Sai. I am the person that Pastor Corey thought was uh, hopeless earlier that I told you about. <laughs> I know what he means, though. It's okay. Um, so before Jesus, I lived in confusion and fear. Uh, I was confused about my identity, and I feared death. Uh, before I became a Christian, I thought that I could find what I needed in this world. I thought that uh, the TV and the internet told the truth. Yeah, you're laughing, but it's true. Um, I thought that if I did enough good things, I would be okay. Um, upon reflecting on it, it was a scary time because I was so easily swayed by the world. I ended up having a long list of things I wanted to do before I died because I thought that when I died, that was it. And so the guy that was laughing really loud in the corner right there is Darren. And I became really close friends with him in college. And oh, before, I grew up in a Buddhist household. He was the first um, close Christian friend that I've had. And he was, the thing, and this is it in my speech right, right, right now, but um, the thing that amazed me about him, what he, he was openly Christian. And I wasn't. And so in college, when we used to play sports or video games, and I found myself like really beating him, I would say, hey, the only thing that can help you now is Jesus. <laughs> and that was, that was a joke, but that was my mindset at the time. <laughs> and so after college, um, I still was not a Christian yet, but I... I went to CYA in my early 20s to keep in touch with all my Christian friends. Uh, CYA is the College Young Adult Ministry. And um, even though I was not a Christian, it was a good place for me to go during this pivotal time in my life. Because during that young age, um, I was about 21, so at that age you could go to Vegas, you could um, 
have a lot of freedoms and no one could really tell you what to do because you were legally allowed to do a lot of things like um, buy alcohol, uh, marijuana, cigarettes, you could go gamble, you can go to bars and clubs. And I think that during that time, um, those are easy things to do because a lot of people our age or in the 21 year old age are doing that in their spare time. And so I could easily have went down the wrong path and I did find myself doing that at times and I, I realized it just led to self-destruction. But uh, the CYA ministry was always there. I remember seeing Paul uh, and Andrew and Matt Ong. Um, it was a good place to go because on Fridays and um, Saturdays when most people would be going to the bars and clubs and drinking, um, they were always there. They are always there for me. And so I could always go there and spend time in fellowship uh, at the church. Um, and so before I was a Christian, uh, I was scared to give my life to God because I thought that if I did, I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do anymore. I was worried that I couldn't live my own life if I gave it to God. Uh, finally, as I kept praying, uh, I decided to let God, wholeheartedly let God take control of my life. I wanted to follow the path of Jesus. This happened when I was about 26 years old, uh, about four or five years ago, and about three or four years after I started attending CYA ministry. So I was slow, but uh, now I'm very sure. Uh, now as a Christian, I'm not scared, and I'm not confused. I know that this world is not our last stop. I know that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to teach us about God's true nature. I know that time and time again we will sin, but Jesus Christ shows us the right way. I know that by following Jesus Christ, we will let the Holy Spirit grow in us, and it'll transform into somebody that God will recognize. I know that I'm not perfect, and that spiritual growth is a process. I now understand the importance of the church and how we work together to bring God's kingdom here on earth. And finally, I know that I'm blessed to stand before you today to proclaim Jesus Christ as my savior and that I'm blessed to call this church my home and all of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, thank you.